Another massive round of layoffs uh, at the Facebook founder Meta is expected any time now. Uh, this comes just a few months after Meta laid off more than 11,000 people from its workforce. We're looking at the crisis in the IT sector in the United States. Remember, many Indians have been impacted. Why would a boom sector see so many retrenchments? That's what we're looking at uh, this evening. Uh, well, we're going to move on uh, right away to our uh, discussion. We've got Manish Maheshwari, who's the ex-head of Twitter India. We're also joined by Manish Saburwal, vice chairperson of Team Lease Services. Very privileged to join to be joined by Yash Agarwal as, uh, as well, ex-public policy associate of Twitter India and South Asia. Um, Manish Maheshwari, let me come to you first. It just seems bizarre, you know, in hindsight, uh, which is sometimes problematic, that a lot of the recruitments which took place during COVID were done with an element of callousness. Companies across the board in the United States overhired, and now they've just thrown out people. Yeah, I can see... Um... COVID was a once-in-a-century event, right? And I think uh, things really changed during those two, three years. And companies extrapolated that to assume that things will continue. And there was a lot of short-term demand. So a lot of people were hired. Now, what is happening is two things uh, happening simultaneously. One is, of course, correction for the overhiring. But more importantly, uh, this recession or at least the economic uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, I would say tightening is going to be long-drawn, which is what I think uh, people are expecting, number one. And particularly in case of Meta, I think there are two other factors. One is increasing competition they are facing, particularly from TikTok in the U.S. And also the fact that uh, the whole uh, ad signal loss with the Apple's uh, ad transparency tracking is also hurting their revenues. So I think it's a combined effect of many factors which is all coming together in the form of this kind of a layoff at Meta. Yash uh, uh, Agarwal, what are some of the, uh, you know, I mean, you've, you've had a, a pretty rough a rough time as well in the past. It's not just something which has affected uh, the United States, but also India. Um, did all of these, you know, I mean, retrenchments come as a big surprise? Did you see that there was a certain high trajectory path which the industry was following? Then all of a sudden, all those dreams come to an end? Vishal, firstly, thank you for having me. It's good to see Manish here as well. I joined Twitter when he was yeah. there as well. Uh, I'll quickly come to what you asked. So a couple of things, right? I'm just building on what Manish said uh, already, which is we see a recession on an average once a decade, 2001, 2008, 2022, on an average once a decade. This, this is an economic phenomenon, which is which almost at this point has to play out. And that timeline is in fact shortening from what data tells us. Um, it was not really a huge surprise. And I'll tell you why, because there were a lot of stories, you know, even in the Bloomberg's of the world starting April and May itself of last year, right? That layoffs would come, the season is about to arrive, right? Uh, interest rates would be hiked, lending would, you know, debt would become more expensive, uh, overhiring has happened, and, you know, uh, companies will have to right size, become financially more resilient, and what have you, right? Uh, so, not exactly a surprise, but if I can be very honest, again, until the time it happens, it's always, you know, in the air, and the moment when you hear about it, that it's actually happening, it hits you hard. So, so there's that for sure. Yash Agarwal, what are some of the other reasons? Is, is this exclusively associated with overhires? Uh, or is it because companies like Meta find that their, their vision, for example, the investments in the metaverse, etc., uh, are problematic? Uh, I think three things, right? Number one, the age of free money is coming to an end, right? So when you can hire at, uh, sorry, you can, uh, you know, uh, you can just get debt at 0% or in some countries even lesser. It's, it's just free money in that sense. So, you know, it's, that's one thing. I think the second big thing, you know, also to be very mindful of over here is that companies hire for a different economic reality. 
So a lot of these companies are involved in providing digital products or services, right? And there was definitely a bump uh, as the pandemic hit, right? And they thought this was the new reality, right? That a lot of people have permanently shifted to shopping online, viewing content online, meeting online, what have you, right? Uh, but that's not the case. Human beings are, well, let's just say social animals, right? So as things have eased up, conditions have eased up, things have opened up, people, you know, we have gone back to our old habits, although at a higher baseline than average, right? That's for sure. And so that's another thing. And the final bit, which I really don't think is being discussed enough at all, is there's a shift in, in the Overton window. So right now, it's okay to fire 10,000 people and you'll be fine, right? As a senior leadership at a company, right? There's been that shift. There's a greater deal of acceptability to these things right now, given everyone is doing it. In Hindi, as we call it, it's something like that. So right. I think that's a bigger factor as well. The company wants to right-size to the extent feasible at this very moment itself before, you know, the window shifts back again to hiring not, I mean, sure. so, you know. Uh, Manish Sabarwal, is India relatively insulated from this? Yes, we've seen companies like Baiju, Swiggy, ShareChat, Ola, uh, you know, lay off people, but the numbers have been softer. And the, the government, Rajiv Chandrasekhar, for example, the minister has been very clear with them that, you know, you can't just hire and fire. It, it, there has to be a soft landing and it has to be done sensitively. Uh, so two parts of that. Um, is India somewhat more insulated? Uh, and, uh, you know, or do you believe that the Indian IT sector is also vulnerable going forward. Um, I mean, U.S. job losses are good for India. India's IT employment is going from 5 million to 10 million. So I think it's okay to sort of scream about 1 lakh job losses in the U.S. But I don't think that's... It's a rounding error even in U.S. numbers. And it's clearly a rounding error in India numbers. And I think it's a little unfair to demonize risk-taking beyond a point, right? You, if you aim for the 10th floor, you might end up on the 7th floor. But if you want people to aim, give guarantees, then they'll aim for the first floor and sort of end up on the ground floor, right? Right. It's, it's, you know, employment has changed from being a lifetime contract to a taxi cab relationship. I remember a few months ago, you guys were ranting about the great resignation. Well, that's an asymmetric contract in some sense, right? So let's be fair, you know, postmortems have a certainty that prescriptions don't. Any entrepreneurial venture, and I'm taking many risks which went wrong. You know, if you demonize risk taking, stupidity is not illegal, and I've made many stupid decisions. And unrealistic amb ambition is not illegal. So, so at some point, we've got to recognize that if you want a guarantee, go buy a toaster. Employment is not a guarantee because shareholders don't pay salaries, customers do, and markets go up and down. So let's just get used to net job creation. You know, net job creation implies there will be some gross job losses and net losses. The U.S. sort of creates thousands of jobs and loses thousands of jobs. So the static view of the license Raj where, a li uh, you know, employment is a lifetime contract, that train has left the station and doesn't exist anymore. So let's be careful about risk taking, but let's also recognize that tech job losses in the U.S. very often with a lag are good for India. And that's what I expect to happen this time. But, you know, if we just, uh, Mr. Sabarwal, just look at some of the numbers, they're pretty staggering. Uh, these are numbers across the world. 461 tech companies have fired 1.25 lakh employees just this year alone, right? That's 3,000 tech employees being laid off daily, you know, on a global basis. You know, 2022, over 1.5 lakh fired from tech companies. It's more than 100, 200 million. I mean, I, I think you're not, you're just talking about individuals, which is very, uh, you know, traumatizing at an individual level. But if you're going to take aggregate numbers, let's look at total employment in tech. I mean, India itself has 5 million. 
employees, which is 50 lakhs. I think globally it will be, you know, you know, 25 million. So 25 million, miss 100,000 is is sad, but it's not doesn't move the needle. So. I think we have to get calibrate ourselves when we sort of outrage is a poor fuel, you know. And anyway, I will come back to the point that COVID is a digital super cycle. India has the switching costs in software that China has in manufacturing. In 2021, India exported more software than Saudi Arabia did oil. So while we are very sympathetic to what's happening to people in tech in the U.S., um, you know, India's IT employment is going from 5 million to 10 million, and very often job losses in the U.S. accelerate that trajectory because of the difference in cost, because of the capabilities that India is developing. So, of course, we'll all live on the same planet and every human being is valuable, but um, job losses in the U.S. with a lag in tech very often lead to job creation in India. Manish Maheshwari, um, another way of looking at, uh, at it um, is, you know, even with layoffs, all five big tech companies in the U.S. have bigger workforces now than before the pandemic. So there's been a net gain uh, of employment. It just it just became too large, it seems. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, as Mr. Sabarwal also mentioned, I mean, if you look at numbers, they look huge. But if you look at a percentage of the, uh, the number of people employed, it's still a small number. I mean, it's not more than 10, 12% of their workforce that have been impacted. And even then, if you look at it over a period of time, uh, the the number of employees today is still more than what they had before the pandemic. What it does mean is that this layoff coming even now is that everyone is estimating or at least forecasting the, the economic tightening to be long drawn. Initially, the thinking was that maybe it would sort of recover after a year. But now it seems like it would be a matter of 18 months, 24 months before things start improving. And the Fed is not lowering the rate. In fact, it is uh, tightening the rate in every meeting by at least a quarter, a quarter percentage point. So which would mean that, uh, you know, economic activity will tighten, which will have an impact on all businesses and which will then ultimately lead to uh, companies also tightening. Uh, and this will, this is what it indicates that with companies like Meta doing it in two phases, and after having laid off 13% of the employees, now they are thinking about laying off again. Um, it clearly shows that uh, this is going to be long run. So we are probably not at the bottom right now. Uh, we will see the bottom of this downturn in a couple of months, or we are just about at the bottom. And I think we'll see a long phase of recovery uh, over the next, uh, you know, 18 months to 20, 18 months, probably 12 to 18 months. Some of the uh, Indian IT majors, if you look at TCS, if you look at Infosys, um, I mean, they seem to be bucking this trend of, of retrenchments. If you look at TCS in the United States, they are a massive, uh, they are on a massive hiring spree. So uh, is it because the fundamentals of these companies are somewhat better? Do you believe that some of the business choices a TCS or an Infosys have made in international markets is smarter? Is that a question for me? Yes, Mr. Sabarwal, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. Um, I think that Indian IT has, you know, will hire more people in the next 10 years than they have in the last 50. I think we have developed capabilities. We have made, we have skills, we have luck, and we have choices. I, I mean, the digitization super cycle of COVID is a bunch of luck in sense for the industry. It was medically tragic, but it accelerated digitization in a way that 2030 was brought to 2022. These companies have much lower cost structures and they have innovated in their 
people's supply chain. You know, finally now software is becoming, or at least software services is becoming about the optimization of people's supply chain. So yes, I think TCS, Infosys, Wipro, Tech Mahindra, HCL and others have innovated in their people's supply chain in ways that traditional U.S. companies haven't or can't. Though Accenture and IBM have very large employment in India and they are the direct competitors of these companies. So I think I'll come back to it that, you know, China became the factory to the world. Today, India's many software services companies are complemented by 800 global development captive centers for global companies. And if you're setting up a global captive development center, India is probably the only choice you have. So yes, I think that our domestic services companies were early uh, demonstrators of India's digital people supply chain and the cost optimization and the quality and the innovation. And now global development centers are setting on. So many global not IT companies, just companies themselves have very large development centers in India. Right. So combination of luck, skill and choices. But um, we do have the switching costs in software that China has in manufacturing. Um, it's it's very important to recognize, you know, that the $200 billion in software exports um, and the $100 billion in remittances last year are really forms of human capital, which are really hard to replicate. And this is really India's opening balance for the next five, ten years. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you all very much for joining us. It is a matter of huge concern when the IT sector of all sectors shows this sort of retrenchment. But perhaps there's some method in this madness and perhaps we need to look at it from a holistic perspective. I'd like to thank you all very much for being with us.